Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes survived an assassination attempt by none other than the Red Mantis organization and saved Vencarlo's home in the process. Upon discovering a hidden chest containing his blackjack gear, Sylvie revealed she was in on the secret and donned the vigilante's outfit herself to inspire the remaining citizens of Old Corvosa. Now with cries for help coming from outside, will our heroes rise to protect the people? The Cursed Campaign continues now. Welcome back to Bestow Curse. You guys found Blackjack. He did. Well, not Blackjack. Found Blackjack's skin that he shed. The essence. He's molten. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You found a discarded Blackjack skin. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and Emily just hermit crabbed right in there. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't like that image. Yeah, some hermit crabs. I don't know if you've seen the ones that like find like a glass coke bottle or whatever and like oh, yeah. her themselves into it yeah there's there's a lot that you know unfortunately because our environment is uh very polluted have found their way into like man-made things trash is good you're supporting the, the you're supporting their nature. local hermit crab <laughs> yeah whether they like it or not they have an aluminum shell instead of a shell shell but uh pretty cool outfit all black. Sylvie, Sylvie's probably looking very different now. Yeah, she probably looks really cool with a matching set. <laughs> yep. Decked out in black leather. Mm-hmm. The classic with the black and white hair. Yeah, I think it works. It works. Mm. She's entering her goth phase. All of my heroes were black leather. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Name a few. Um, I can't do that. <laughs> I pay them a lot of money. For their anonymity, anonymity, anonymity. You know, we can move on. Anonymity, (laughs) anemone. So, what do you guys think? I mean, this is like an all-black superhero costume. That's pretty bog standard. You got your Batman's. You got your Black Noir from the Boys. You got your. um, I mean, maybe you could even count like the Punisher in that. Mm -hmm. Aside from the skull, it's a pretty standard superhero costume. Do you guys have like a favorite superhero costume or like a favorite style of superhero costume if you were like a vigilante? I have a problem with costumes. Yeah, what's your problem with costumes? I don't understand why they don't have different ones for different things. I don't get it. I don't get it. If if like if the monster if there's like a big monster guy, right, out in the middle of like the city, yeah. Be bright and flashy, that's fine. But if you're gonna go slink around and go investigate, why would you not have a muted color? I think you're talking maybe the You'd prefer like the Iron Man style where, well, Tony Stark has like 80, like Mark one through 80 outfits, mainly because like his suit is what mm-hmm. gives him power. So he has them designed for different things. So the, there's like a stealth mode Iron Man that's like all black and like, you know, moves quietly and has like the quiet thrusters. And then there's like the Hulk buster that makes him like the big, like giant mech suit yeah that, that's kind of what i'm thinking because then like you know you're gonna go do an interview or something you got to put on your cape really live it up <laughs> this is a good point <laughs> i think there are well 
I think generally, yes, I do agree. Sometimes there's there's the symbol like like a Superman or like Homelander from from the boys where it's like this is this guy's persona. He is out as a superhero and wants everyone to know about it and like do good or whatever. Maybe not necessarily the case with Homelander, but like that's their calling card. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessary. And it's kind of one size fits all, which practically might not be the best but if you have like superman or homelander powers it doesn't matter yeah they're often like superheroes that don't really specialize in stealth like Mm -hmm. superman's not sneaking around in an alley he's like i have x-ray vision i know that guy is in that building i'm dropping through the roof from you know ten thousand feet so he doesn't really change his outfit because he doesn't need a stealth outfit and his outfit is flashy enough where he you know wears it to a press conference or wears it to whatever same thing with the Hulk, purple stretchy pants. Purple stretchy pants. <laughs> the Hulk, what, what, what size fits all? What, whatever Mark Ruffalo was wearing that day. I will say, I think superhero scientists and suit designers have gone too far. All right, you re- need to return to our roots, embrace traditions, bring back the crappy looking like straight spandex that look like you just picked a couple I- colorful items out of like a Salvation Army mm-hmm. and that's your superhero suit, you know? Back in like the what, 50s or... You want like 40s. a golden age. Where they're kind like... of loose a little, but like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they clearly... the wrong ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they clearly don't fit what like as well. They're just like spandex things that they put like, on. Wearing an Under Armour top and a bottom and I put a pair of colored briefs on yeah. over the underwear. And now underwear. go to war. Yeah. Okay. I do appreciate when uh, superhero shows start off like that and then the hero progresses to get their super cool suit, but it still has ties in to the original bad suit they put together themselves. Like I think in Invincible, he starts off making his own suit. It's not very good. And then he gets his own suit, but they're kind of tied together. They did that in Superman too, right? Uh, I don't, I, well, I've got no idea which one of the Superman or not Superman, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, they definitely oh, did it yes. Spider-Man, yeah. Mm-hmm. Peter the, Parker is sitting there sewing his own, the, and I went, that's unrealistic. The Tobey Maguire Spider-Man had him in the, when he did the initial, like, cage match, he was wearing the red ski mask yeah. and, the, and the, like, T-shirt that's, like, blue with the <laughs> Under Armour red or whatever. And the, yeah, and the, like, crappily stitched on spider that is fun. I, I like that. That's a that's a good call out, Emily, to watch the progression into like the badass suit mm-hmm. from the humble beginnings. I think a lot of times there's like organization suits or like group suits, mm-hmm. like the X Men, like the Green Lantern Society that I dislike because I think it's kind of like, especially in like the Lantern Society, it's like why would you why would you wear a suit that advertises all of your abilities. <laughs> Like if you're if you're wearing the Green Lantern suit, that it lets everybody know you have the Green Lantern ring and mm-hmm. perform like that. That's your extent of abilities. They know you're weak to wood. And well, the, the good thing, the thing about the Green Lantern suit is it translated really well to the Ryan Reynolds CGI. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, translated perfectly. <laughs> His head's just like floating. <laughs> it looks so bad. See, I think with that one, what I would prefer to do is like if I was a Green Lantern, I'd wear like the Yellow Lantern suit. To throw people off. Throw them off. Throw them off. Yeah. I like I like how like the Incredibles comes at it where you know Edna the the best Edna suit, mode. She's yeah, the best. she's the best suit designer in the in that world and like gives people shit for wearing capes and that kind of thing because it's like impractical. Gotta have Velcro capes. 
Yeah, detachable capes. Yep. Hell yeah. But then how does that hold on when you're flying at Mach speed? Mm-hmm. There's some also Velcro. There's some other notable <laughs> really good ones like Black Canary has a lot of good ones. I'm thinking like the Halle Berry Catwoman is really good too. Um, you know, just just some top tier costumes. So you like the revealing costumes? I mean, sometimes you just really if if you're let's translate the Pathfinder. <laughs> Lean into if, it. If, you're, if you're if you're like all, going in all in on decks, you know, you got to be able to move around in this thing. That's fair. I really enjoy the My Hero Academia uh, like world's suit oh, building where they, they have like a whole side of the school that's into like the technology of superheroes that helps you make your suit and mm-hmm. they make the suit to augment your powers like Bakugo, the guy that's sweat is explosive like, like they, the grenade hands they, well, right? they make him the grenade hands and they may and it's like okay why the, why would you make grenade hands like this looks super bulky and stupid and it's like well the technology in it is there so that it can store his sweat for like like he can't normally store his sweat to do like one big blast but his suit lets him do that because it works with his powers you know who's can you com- imagine how wet and clammy those hands anyways we can move on yeah i think if i was gonna have powers i'd want to have bakugo's powers i sweat all the time so just be of unlimited resource i can't remember if it was practical or not but in my hero academia i really liked the 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 decay guy the bad guy how he had like those hands all over his body Mm -hmm. that was a really cool design i forget why <laughs> they were like that but they, they it ended was up being something that like actually did something right yeah. i knew they had a purpose but i was just like oh that's a cool character design like the um the one girl in my hero academia has the power that like requires skin to skin contact but she can't run around naked so mm-hmm. they made like a suit that is like permeable that allows her power to like work through it mm-hmm that kind of stuff I think is cool. I like the I like in superhero things when they make suits that either work with or augment your powers. Like for this blackjack thing, you're not a superhero, but you kind of have like this suit is giving you abilities to turn invisible even if you don't have magic, to climb walls and stuff. Like it's it's a cool suit that makes you better. Mhm. Yeah, it kind of adds to the the mystery, but also the extraordinary abilities that I can mm-hmm. achieve. And then keeps it consistent. If, you know, you pass down the suit, then you just keep having those cool abilities, even if the person doesn't have that innately. Yeah. What's that face? The hands don't do anything. They don't, they don't do anything? But the hands belong to each individual killed by Tomara during his quirk's first manifestation. So, like, his mom's hands, his grandfather's hands, his grandmother's hands. His sister's hands, his father's hands, his oh, so father's guy's got eight hands, m- like mom's hands. They're sentimental uh, hands. <laughs> they're really twisted, actually. <laughs> That's the equivalent of like wearing the, uh, like the the old like orcs would or goblins would wear like the elf ears. Yeah, except this was like <laughs> horrible because it was an accident. Yeah, I remember that was his origin story. It was really tragic. I'm trying to... What was his name? I'm trying to pull it up for Chris uh, over here. Tomura Shigaraki. Yeah. Uh, images. You got the hands all over him. So his dad's hands are on his face. Ugh. I think that's where I'd put my dad's hands. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got these hands all over CM. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah. I like I liked Homelander. The costume aura. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. Should we get into it? <laughs> sure. Let's get into it. Uh, so I got to give a hero point. This one's going to Mir for putting out the fire and saving uh, Blackjack's, I mean, Ven Carlos' house. Um, this one is from Alan from the UK. Despite my mom constantly telling me to get a haircut, this is the only way I'm willing to support a barber. My receding hairline makes a trim at far riskier than any surgery. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> good. <laughs> that was really good. And when last we left our heroes, they were in a fight with two Red Mantis assassins who quickly ignited the latent alchemist fire that was in sprinkled in Van Carlo's house as if to burn it down. They seemed relatively unaffected by the fire but uh, really fought you guys in close quarters, and uh, there was not a lot of movement in that combat. You ended up successful and found your way into Van Carlo's bedroom, where Vec found a kind of secret stash in the wall, and you were able to pull out a metal chest that contained Blackjack's outfit, which Sylvie the Vigilante took. Finally, you heard. Uh, the cries of one of Sylvie's old classmates, Eamon Gelento, coming from outside, uh, yelling basically that he saw you go in there and he needs help. <laughs> and that's where we find you now. I assume you guys, um, you know, hustle down to street level to leave the house. But is Sylvie, is Sylvie in blackjack here? So. I assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's she going to do there? She's going to have to lie to this guy. <laughs> so with the vigilante dedication, you can switch in and out of your social identity, which is Sylvie, and your vigilante identity, uh, which is Blackjack. Yeah, she just needs a phone booth. And spin around real fast. Let me double check how long it takes. I actually don't think it takes very long. No. If it's anywhere no. similar to the one version, it's like... It's like one round, I feel like. It's, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's maybe a quick not even, change. Yeah, it's a quick change. It's what theater performance uh, people wish they had. Just tear off clothing. <laughs> yeah, it's like when the magician and his assistant, like he raises the, the curtain and then lowers it in two seconds and they're completely changed. Uh, so it actually takes one minute and has to be done out of sight of other creatures. Take the bedroom. So yeah. I think I think it doesn't preclude you from having all the benefits of Blackjack's armor. You just like kind of hide it. Yeah, I, I think that's how it works too, that to become that persona, she you know, changes her mental state and can put on the mask and everything, but um, she can still have her social identity as well. Yeah, so uh, I imagine Sylvie probably didn't want to like walk down the streets of Old Corvosa as Blackjack just yet. So That's you probably correct. you probably like, you know, put on the gear and then like made yourself Sylvie within this 30 minutes of us healing and everything. So I'm going to say you're all good. Nice. All right. All right. Let's go. Yep. Let it be known. I'm loading a new mutagen into my collar. Okay. I'm taking yeah. out my bow. That's fine. I, I had to pick it up from the ground. Absolutely. At street level, you see your friend, Eamon, 
who you recognize immediately as the man in the kind of middle of this group of people outside. And there appears to be four menacing thugs, all with a symbol on their chest. The symbol appears to be the eye of Aridin crossed out to be made blind. Oh, that's guys. We're fighting them. <laughs> Sylvie would like to know what's going on here, so she calls out to her friend. Uh, what seems to be the trouble? How can we help? Uh, Sylvie, thank goodness I saw you uh, on the street before you went into Ven Carlos, and I thought I'd venture out to say hello. I was confronted by these emperor's thugs. Help me out here, would you? I don't seem willing to take no to joining them for an answer. Well, that <clears throat> that does not seem to be a kind response. And she turns to look at the thugs. Why don't you let them go and we will not cause you trouble? Why don't you all come with us? The emperors need a new recruits anyway. Ah, oh, emperor's ranks are a little shallow these days, huh? Which one of you's all in charge? The guy in the back here, uh, the unbiased emperor's enforcer, uh, speaks up. I'm in charge. And what does joining the emperor's ranks grant an individual in this half of the city? Let you be on the right side of old Corvosa. Keeps you from the tall knife. And you'll be on good terms with who's going to take the rest of the city. Once you not be guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the Emperor's got designs on the entirety of Corvosa then, huh? The entirety of Corvosa? Of course. This Emperor have a name? Why don't you come with us? You can ask him yourself. Hey, I don't think that's gonna happen. We've kind of got our own thing going on and we're not looking to start trouble with anybody over here, but we're certainly not looking to join up either. We're just looking for a friend, and then we'll get out of your hair. Well, in that case, the tall knife's hungry. We could use some entertainment anyway. We'll be taking you back. Funny thing is, my ten-foot-tall badger's pretty hungry, too. He <laughs> growls. All right. Roll for initiative. Yeah. <laughs> Biggie is menacing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a nat 20. That is exciting to start initiative so high. The start of initiative two, I'm going to use my battle cry that I should have used uh, in the Red Mantis fight. Sure. So I'm going to try to, I guess, demoralize maybe the lower one here. The, the, the hostile enforcer. Yes. So demoralize check here. 31 against their will DC. 31 is a success. He is frightened. Nice. The start of combat is Mirror. That is awesome. Um, and I was just doing uh, some quick measurements here. I am unfortunately 65 and 70 feet away from the furthest ones, which means that they are outside of my first range increment. So I am just going to go with hitting one of the two closest ones. And since I already have one that's frightened, I don't know why I wouldn't just go for that. Sure. And I have my crossbow out. So that was... Ugh, four on die. 
18. That's a miss. All right, well, I'm going to go for one more, and then I'm going to be commanding Figgy. Sounds good. Three on the die. Disgusting. <laughs> Gross. All right. Eamon turns back. Watch where you're aiming. I'm on your side. She's going to command Figgy to run up and uh, bite also at the same one. Sounds good. 17 on the die for a 32. That is a crit against the frightened enforcer. Yeah. All right. 34 points of damage. Takes a big chunk out of him. That is everything for Mir and Piggy. It is the genial brute. He's going to pull out a short bow and fire at Figgy. No. Would they be off guard? Were they off guard to me if I go first? Yes. Would they? And that, so that was off guard. Still, I don't believe it. I didn't know if it automatically applies or not. Which I don't think it would. No. Uh, 16 to hit Figgy won't. It will not. And we'll fire once more. And a 17 will also miss. Sylvie, you are up. Sylvie likely came outside with her weapon drawn, being called out for some sort of trouble. These thugs are just a little too far away to move up to them and tumble through. So she's going to take two actions to move up and then attempt to tumble through uh, the thug in front of Figgy. Sounds good. Also, surprise attack only applies if you roll deception or stealth for initiative. That is a 37. 37 should crit that guy. Let me check. Yes. All right. So she moves through and he is now off guard. And then with her final action, she will attack with her new rapier. Let me put him. This should automatically off guard him, right? Because he's flying. Yeah, correct. That was only a two. <laughs> Frightened and off guard at 21 yes. hits. Oh, let me. Forgot to put on panache. I was silly and didn't call out my finisher, so I'm just going to do a regular attack while in panache. That is 18 points of damage, and I did not lose panache. Sounds good. It is the controlling brute's turn. He's going to move 20 feet up towards Diego and perform a double slice at Diego. Okay. So here's the first strike of the double slice. It's a 26. Hit. Meets beats. That is 16 points of damage. And then the second strike of the double slice is only a 21. Yes. Okay. It is Eamon's turn. Eamon sees uh, Sylvie has joined the combat and sees that he can potentially get an opening here on this guy so he's going to run around him and flanking will attempt to hit the 30 gets a crit Ooh. nice that is 40 points of damage Ow. does this say he is uh, using a hammer he is using a hammer it looks like he's using like a, a carpenter's hammer and not like his normal uh, sword that's terrifying as well bludgeoning people with a hammer. 
kills him outright. Oh my god. Yeah. Looks like he picked a thing or two up during uh, training. Yeah, it looks like he's been in the shit in <laughs> Old Corvosa for a little while. Uh, you see, you see, he's like a lot more bedraggled than you remember. Like his his blonde hair is a bit disheveled, and he's kind of growing a blonde beard. Uh, and he has one more action, so I think he's going to hustle down the alley to give Diego a flank as well. I like that. It is now the unbiased Emperor's Enforcer's turn, who is going to approach Sylvie a little bit diagonally upward, targeting her. Gets a 31 to hit. Ooh, that will definitely hit. Okay. He deals 12 points of damage and then uses his ain't-going-nowhere action to grab you with his free hand since he is hit. You are now grappled. All right. And where are you going? Ain't going nowhere. Ain't going nowhere. Ain't going nowhere, baby. Hey, toots. Ain't going nowhere. (laughs) Vec is now up. Well... Let's do a little measuring on the board here. Great. Sylvie is 45 feet away from Vec. We're pretty scattered out across this street uh, horizontally here all over the place. So Vec sees that Sylvie ain't going nowhere. And he says, you might want to go somewhere and is going to use one action to liberating command, Sylvie. So you can take a reaction right now to try and break that grapple. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Uh, And I could do an unarmed attack. Athletics, acrobatics. All right. Acrobatics is definitely my best bet. That's a 30. 30, you break out of the, you kind of shove his hand off of you. All right, decent start to the turn here. With two actions left and nobody in dire straits, Vec is going to, oh man. Here's what I'm gonna do. He's gonna take a look at that guy that just grabbed Sylvie. That person is less than 60 feet away. And that is the same one that was in charge that we were exchanging some words with. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and drill into this man's brain with a daze. Get a little uh, get a little non-lethal on here, because if he goes down and doesn't die, we might be able to get some more information out of him. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to need a will save from the gentleman. All right, that's 29. Okay, so that is a regular success. This is not going to be a lot of damage. Well, I mean, it's better than I thought. 11 total, you're going to half that. Okay. And that's my entire turn. Diego, you're up. Eamon giving you a flank. Yeah. Diego's going to rage and then try to capitalize on this flank. Swigging his scythe. 21. (laughs) Beats beats. Wow. I will deal this damage here. 24 points of slashing and void and a d6 of bleed. And then I'm going to swing again for giggles. 25 is going to hit two, so another hit coming out. 23 total points. All right. That's Diego's turn. Looks like we're starting round two with Mir. 
And Mir is going to try to <clears throat> shoot the uh, one that has recently come closer to Sylvie with her natural one. Is that like a 4-3-1? Yep. Mm. Really tough. And unfortunately, because I would like to be able to command Figgy to go up and uh, flank with Sylvie, I don't. I want to just shoot again. Sounds good. Since I can't cast a two. Oh, goodness. Two. All right. Well, let's have Figgy do something. Sure. Um, oh, what's speed? It's not, it's not that high. 25 feet. So I, I think I would have to. You can kind of get up into that. That's like just more sidewalk up here if you need to. Yeah, but that's 25 feet right there. Yep. Okay, I won't be able to quite flank, but I will be only one away from flanking. So I'll be as close as I can get so that Sylvie can maybe tumble uh, tumble through and then also land in a area where it makes sense. So we're going to Jaws light. Natural 20. Nine. Yeah. I think he's the only one who's doing damage on this team. Hey, that's uh, all right. You're critting <laughs> with your higher damage, I think. Well, the wounding is what I was hoping to agree with. Gotcha. But we've got 38 points of damage. Nasty. That is he's a nasty savage. strike. This is what he's supposed to do. He's <laughs> savage now. Although I haven't even had him in rage yet. Well, well, well. <laughs> it is the genial emperor's brute's turn. I believe he will run. No, he doesn't want to double move. He's going to single move. Up around Sylvie. Unfortunately, Sylvie's used mm-hmm. her reaction, uh, but he has no idea you have AOL. Um, he's going to target Sylvie with a double slice. Here comes the battle axe first, but only a 20 won't hit. And then the hatchet. That is a 27. That hit. does hit. Ooh, max damage. 18 points oh. of damage. It kind of tries to hamstring you with the hatchet. Ouch. Now it's Sylvie's turn to retaliate. You have two enemies next to you. And you can step in either way. You're flanking. Like if you want to, you can go to either direction. Yeah, Sylvie is in panache already. So she will just step to flank the unbiased Emperor's Enforcer, the one that Biggie chomped. Okay. Then she first goes in for a trip. And so as she steps into place, she whips her hair at him and attempts to sweep out his feet from uh, out from under him using her living hair. Ooh. Wow. And she actually gets a bonus because she is in panache. All right. That is a 34 uh, against his reflex DC. Ooh, that is enough for critical, so he takes a d6 of damage as he falls as well. It looks like you are the one going nowhere. And then with her final action, she strikes with a flourish using her confident finisher. Okay. That's a 25. That's a hit. All right, that is 18 points of damage. It is the... Controlling Brute's turn. I think he wants to step out of this flank and then we'll double slice at Amen. Is going to miss with a 20 total and then we'll attempt to strike again with the hatchet. 
and will hit with a 30 to roll, dealing 12 points of damage. And he also takes some bleed. Looks like six points of bleed. And let's see if he can recover. Does not recover. It's now Eamon's turn. I think we're going to go ahead and give him a vop first thing. 31 will hit. Great job, Eamon. The hammer, bro. Dealing 17 points of damage. And he'll swing one more time. Whew. And a 30 to hit. Does hit dealing 21 points of damage and scattering bits of this guy's skull across the pavement. Eamon, with his final action, will run down to flank with Figgy. It is the commander's turn, and he's gonna stand up, which yes, will provoke. Don't think he's, see, he's seen an attack of opportunity come that at him. That is true. So let me take prone off before go ahead and make your swing. That is a 29. Oh, but it's, oh, I guess I'm flanking him. You are flanking him. Yes, that is a crit. Nice. This guy's so dead. Well, I (laughs) I don't think my five points of non-lethal is doing anything. Yeah, we'll see. Hold on one second. It's not a finisher. That's 32 points of damage and he becomes off guard. <laughs> you just killed oh, him. Damn it. Yeah, you did uh, six Ooh. over his hit points. Uh, so he does kind of, he, he skewers and he coughs <laughs> blood and falls back down on the ground. I mean, we don't have to save these guys. Yeah. Beck, it's your Go turn. On. <laughs> Not yeah. unless Avon Jalento goes nuts. Oh my god, hey, this is <laughs> going wild with the hammer. I don't even know why he needed help. <laughs> he just didn't want to get flagged. <laughs> yeah. Step one, discombobulate. <laughs> discombobulate hammer strike. <laughs> Step two, discombobulate. Boy, um, this is going to be a little bit of an awkward turn because I'm going to do a similar thing as last time, but I really don't know what I want to do with my final action yet, so we'll just get cross that bridge when we get to it, you know? You could demoralize and run off the bat. Not for more than 30 feet away. Oh, true. So, unless, what's the range of my mm-hmm. demon mask? 30 feet too, probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. Mm, I don't know. I mean, how much How much actually am I going to do here? I'll figure this out later. Alright, he's just going to try and daze him again. Okay. Again, we don't have to uh, save anybody's life here, but probably wouldn't hurt to learn a thing or two. Crit fail. Okay. Wow. All right. Your regular damage is going to be seven. Take it up to 14 non-lethal. This guy just appears to be like a human. He's got this odd insignia that we know is the emperor's thing. Is there anything worth rolling a knowledge check here, Griff, that I can see with a extra action? Uh, I mean, you certainly could. It'd be society or an applicable lore. Local legend lore, mercantile lore. I don't think so. Nah. Ah. This legendary emperor is brute. <laughs> does your days not heighten with uh, spell level? It does, but it's every other. It's one of those plus two heightens. So it, it originally is just your casting modifier. Okay. Heightening by two adds a d6. It's pretty gotcha, weak. Gotcha. Oh, but with the crit actually 
Thanks for kind of pushing me in the right direction on this, Chris. He stunned one. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, fail. Yeah. I was like, I was, I'm talking through how low the damage is. And, and then I was like, like there's what a reason is the damage upside is of this? that low. <laughs> All right, great. Uh, oh God, I'm going to get flamed for this on the Discord. I'm just going to waste my third action. Maybe I'll just take a step behind Diego, but that's it. I'm just not going to do anything, really. We got this guy in the bag. Sounds good. It is Diego's turn. All right. Are either of these spots flankable with Figgy here? Um, I don't really think so. I think only the diagonal or any of the, like, because Figgy, Figgy occupies every square he's in, right? Yep. And so to be direct across the middle of this guy, you need to be here. I don't think here gives you like the all right unless figgy was like moved back well diego's just gonna run up oh and attack (laughs) he's raging 32 32 is a hit 33 points of damage and then one more strike 26 another hit 24 points of damage he goes down i think maybe not Looks like he's up. No, he's up. Nice. I thought he puddled for a second when I saw the animation, but no. Mm. Just deselected him for me. It's his whole turn. He's got persistent damage. Good luck keeping him alive, yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not I was going to say, it doesn't sound like that's happening. It's Mir's turn. Because I was going to ask Vec if he wanted me to keep him alive, but at this point... He's going to bleed out. Yeah. Uh, all right, Mir is going to command Figgy to go into rage because I've not done that yet. And so since he's not going to survive, I'm going to go into rage because I would like to see that. <laughs> and I can use that multiple times today. So he's going to rage. Maybe a little. It's infectious. Got another barbarian coming up in rage. And now we got Figgy in rage. And now. <laughs> now that he's in rage, he's going to attack this flanked guy. With his with his jaws. And then if he's still alive, Mir will do something. That's a seven on the die for a twenty-two. Yep, that's a hit because he's off guard. Yep. That's two D eight plus twelve. Twenty-four points of damage. It doesn't matter that <laughs> he was bleeding because you he had two hit points left, so you took him negative twenty-two. Uh is very, very dead. And Figgy ah, <laughs> with him in his mouth. Yeah, Figgy just ragdolls him into the building. This is what Figgy was built for. Street combat. Street street fight. He was built for the streets. <laughs> street Figgy 2. And you are out of combat. Oh, thank you all for for the help. I was a little worried. Four on one. Wasn't great odds. It did not. Although my trusty hammer seemed to do pretty well. That fight. <laughs> yes, it seems like you didn't need uh, much help at all. What does... Where's your regular weapon, though? Left it at, uh... At the Academy, and, uh... Well, had to leave there in a hurry. To catch a glimpse of who burnt it down, were they perhaps some fellows in red clothing? I've got a bit to tell you, if you're willing to listen. Do you want to go back into Ben Carlos and we can have a conversation? Off the streets. I suspect we have a lot to talk about, yes. So you would all head back into Van Carlo's house, maybe take a seat in his living room. Put the bodies in the alley. Yeah, leave the bodies stacked up in the cart over here. And uh, (laughs) 
I uh, I dip my hand in their blood and paint the eye of Aridin on the side of the building. <laughs> Ooh, we're starting strong. We're starting shit. We got blackjack uh, with us, and now we're painting symbols. <laughs> I don't do that, but am I, I want to. We go inside. Okay. We have the power of gods and Amen on our side. <laughs> well, it's good to see all of you again. Sylvie, great to see you. I suppose you weren't on this side of the bridge when the quarantine happened, otherwise we might be in a better state than we are right now. That is correct. It has been some time since I have been to this part of the city. I, on the other hand, was stuck during the quarantine. Uh, I was training at the academy and uh, didn't have a way back home, so then Carlo offered to let me hold up in the academy uh, while the quarantine passed, and obviously that hasn't passed quite yet. Well, here's the thing, Eamon. You're still under quarantine, but Bloodvale's been cured. We played a direct hand in that while you were shacked up over here. <laughs> That's a relief. It's one of the reasons everyone's staying inside. I mean, aside from the Emperor, of course. Right, but here's the thing. The disease, there's a cure for it, but Corvosa has largely written off this part of the city. The queen's not letting the quarantine go. She's gathering loyal military power around herself. Y'all are victims here. We've been sent over here to help how we can, but I don't think she expects or maybe even wants any of you to survive over here. It's surprising. I don't really think she even knows... The extent of the people that were stuck over here, but since it hasn't lifted in days, I kind of assumed we were on our own, especially with the rise of the Emperor and no help from the Grey Maidens on that front. As I was saying, I, I was staying in the Academy. Uh, my stay wasn't quite long, uh, you know, at the start of the quarantine. I stayed there, it was only a few days before... Um, well, before the building burned down, as you've seen, I don't know why Mr. Orsini would be attacked by Red Mantis assassins, but they're the ones that burned the Academy down. Almost burned it down with me in it, too. I don't believe they knew that I was there. Vincarlo himself confronted him, uh, took, took one of them down, too, but uh, there were too many of them for... For the old goat, so I think he just up and ran. They didn't capture him because they've been stalking his house ever since. Uh, I was like, why I was a bit worried when I saw you out on the street heading towards his place. Well, we were headed towards his place to look for him. Do you have any idea where he might have gone? Ooh, that I'm not quite sure of, but thinking on why the Red Mantis assassins might have been interested, the, the only thing I can think of is that uh, Vincarlo, during my stay, had a strange house guest visit a couple of times. Uh, he was a man with paint-stained hands, uh, wild hair, and it's kind of jittery. Uh, he introduced him to me as a friend, uh, but I already kind of recognized him. Have, have a lot of you heard of Salvatore Screen? Hi. We've, we've been to his house. Oh, you've been to... Salvatore, 
His house isn't well known. Where where does he live? In in old docks. Oh, then he's right in the Emperor's path. There were signs then. I went back and there were signs of something. Someone broke into his house after we had we bent we were there. There was a man in the in another room and I couldn't heal him. And then later I went back and there were signs of someone breaking in. I I, I don't remember. Do I do I know who broke in? There were just signs of like there were colors. Hmm. There was a like light blue mark hmm. that you didn't recognize when you were there. The only thing there was a light blue mark. I don't know what it means, but it wasn't red. I'm, they must not have been there for him then, because Salvatore was fine a few days ago. I wonder if he went back to his home after it had been ransacked. I, I do, you know, I was trying to track Den Carlo down, to, to, meaning to go after him, but, um, you know, Old Corvos is dangerous, as, as we've just seen. Uh, these are just a small number of the the troops that are patrolling, even the streets outside of uh, Old Docks. There's no telling how many of these brutes are within that section of the city. I've heard a couple rumors about that emperor, though. Uh, being outside of it, I can't confirm or deny a lot of them. And honestly, some of them would turn my stomach if, he's, if it's true. Uh, there's rumors that he's a cannibal. That he's beheaded more people than that died to blood veil in this part of the city. Um, even rumors that he's a devil hiding in the flesh of a man. And obviously, as you've seen, his minions are pretty devoted, nearly as bad as he is. Uh-huh. I do know that or most of Old Docks is accessible by the water if you wanted to pass the Emperor's blockades. Diego eyes the rest of the party knowingly because we know that Vincarlo had hints that a queen had made some devil pact with something. Maybe the mm-hmm. emperor's part of that. Could be. Now, Eamon, the fellows outside, they all had a, a very specific insignia. Of course, it was an insignia that would indicate that they are affiliated with the emperor, but it was a defacement of the insignia that I wear. I have Aridin. What's the deal with that? Why does he have such hatred for a god who died a hundred years ago? That I I know next to nothing about, except that uh, the old temple to Aridin burned down as well. Is that the Excurables place? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. There are quite a few buildings that are being burned down. They tried to burn down this house as well, but... We were able to stop them. I smelled the smoke. I was worried for a minute. Are they trying to hide the any evidence or people that they are killing? Why do they keep burning down these buildings? I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, the Red Mantis was doing this to hurt Ven Carlo in some way or catch him. or Maybe he had evidence that they wanted to get rid of. Maybe that's why they were after him. These other buildings, I'm, I'm not sure. I doubt the Red Mantis are responsible for all the things that are burning down in the city. That Excurables place or the, the Temple of Aridin, whatever you want to call it. I, I imagine that was just due to rioting or something, but maybe there's something more to it. A lot of the fires are started by riots these days. 
Seems something's burning down every day. I wonder if there's any indication if we went back to that old temple, why it was burned down. Maybe not everything took. A lot of those old temples were made with stone. We know the mantises were using a accelerant to get the fire going. If we can smell that same chemical, then it could link it to them. That's a good point, Sylvie. You're quite the detective. <laughs> I've got a question. If everything's burning down and something's burned down every day, have you heard of the Badger and Blade? And is it still up? Ma'am, I haven't heard of the Badger and Blade in general. <laughs> ah, shame. Have you heard of any other barber shops in the city? I, it's a barber shop. <laughs> I get my hair cut and the heights. You can see I haven't had a barber this side of the city in quite some time. Funny thing, we've got one in our party, and <laughs> you might like the way she does you up, and maybe that'll some re- re- repeat business, you know? I don't know that now's the time for a haircut, but whenever is. <laughs> hmm. I'll certainly continue to keep an ear out for the lot of you. If, if you're investigating all of this, I'll keep doing some investigating of my own into what happened to Ben Carlo, but I haven't seen him since that fight. We will. Got one last question for you then, Mr. Gelento. I heard a rumor that this emperor wanted something to do with an older, forgetful gentleman, uh, last name Relby, related to myself. You haven't heard anything about that, have you? Only thing I've heard about him and the people he gathers is he Mostly, if you don't join him as a mercenary working for him, uh, he uses you for entertainment. Some say he keeps pets. Again, some say he's a cannibal. And obviously, he's using that tall knife quite a bit. Not sure if that's for entertainment or for people that transgress against him or both. That kind of like slowly, silently silently nods for a second. Thanks, Eamon. I appreciate that. Appreciate that info. What do you lot think you'll be doing after this? If you've made Van Carlos safe, I'd worry that it's not really a safe place to hide out. Just There are more Red Mantis in this town than the two that you said you fought. There was obviously the two that Van Carlo took out on his own, maybe more. So let's do a brief recap here. We could swing by that old Temple of Aridin to check to see if there's anything left and if we can tie it to other burnings. Um, obviously Mir and Vec are from here. Both of our establishments are in old docks, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's those are basically off the table. Or we could go to Eel's End and get in touch with Devargo. Am I missing any other avenues? You could go back to Screams. You go back to Screams. Isn't Screams also an old docks? It is an old docks, but you remember it's along the river. Oh, okay. So that and Eel's End are accessible by water. I mean, we could always set up screams and then go to Eel's End. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the call. Cool. That was good. Well, if you say the painter's involved, Eamon, we should probably swing by his old place, see if that can't point us in the right direction. Then we might go to Eel's End. I assume there's a reason Ben Carlo kept ha- having him around. I imagine he has information on... If anyone knows where Van Carlo is, it's likely the last person to talk to him. And where will you go? Well, I've been hiding out in the buildings across the street, mostly. Relatively safe. Use my trusty hammer to 
board up the windows and stuff. Uh, but if you're saying the quarantine's not lifted, I, there's not much I can do to get back home, so... Quarantine's not lifted, and don't make a run for it. They'll just kill you. It's not worth trying. Hide out here, and I promise we'll be back at some point. One of us should Yeah, we should give them the cure. Right. For the, for the cure. <laughs> it's only right. It's only right thing we need to do. <laughs> yeah, you guys can pass him the cure in maybe a less gross way. Who has the best deception to tell him that's the only way? <laughs> All right. I'll leave it up to you. You can kiss any one of us on the mouth, but it's got to be open mouth. I'm sorry. Dealer's choice. It's got to be one of the four of us. Or Gagan. Wait, it's, or maybe not. If it's got to be that way, I mean... Could, I guess maybe I Figgy's on the table. I think we could do a spit and shake. No? That's not going to get it in his mouth, Sophie. Do a spit handshake and then suck on your hand. Oh, that might be worse. Fine. We'll all spit in our hands. <laughs> we'll spit in this glass. Drink it. Okay, so we do that. <laughs> <laughs> so foul. I'm not sure that my spit contains the cure. <laughs> Unmanifested. Yells <laughs> the void. You only speak when you're spoken to. <laughs> He speaks to you at any time. So he says, you're quite a dickhead. <laughs> I'm getting a bit sick of hanging out with you, but... That makes two of us. Unfortunately, I can't leave. Maybe if the greater beings of this universe made better decisions, I could have moved on. It's an imperfect world that we both have to co-inhabit for some reason. Don't try to take that fast healing again. <laughs> I'll take it when I want. You are our means to an end. Just try manifesting me again. See what happens. Manifested. <laughs> what do you do? Diego stands there silently. <laughs> Diego opens it. He's like, what? Pop, tricky. <laughs> now I'm back. <laughs> I fell for it, you dumb cat. He played me for a fool. I've been outsmarted by my own Eidolon. <laughs> Who's the Eidolon now? Diego's like, what worried that maybe he could be unmanifested now? Go to your room. <laughs> so we want to head towards Scream? Sure, you can head towards Screams. Yes, and I know a couple people in this party are a couple hit points down. We clear that up, no problem. Yeah, you guys clear that up during this conversation easy. So how are you getting there? Are you taking a water route? I mean, I'm fine taking a water route. Are you swimming? Are you getting a boat? Oh, I was going to hop on top of Figgy. Well, all, he's big enough for all of us to hang on to him now. I don't know what's in his strength score and carrying capacity. Mm, his strengths, he has a plus five strength. I don't know what that carrying capacity is. Uh, I don't think it's going to be enough. Well, you know, oh. someone can ride him. Yeah, he gets hard. the mount ability. Yeah. He literally gets the mount ability while he's swimming. Realistically, we're going to get a boat plus Figgy. Okay. That's fine. Mir and Figgy will ride along the boat. Ride along next to the boat. We enjoy the water. Yes, you do. Even though there are jigsaw sharks. That's fine. I protect the water. The, the sharks door. will like me now. You guys remember back when the only things we had to worry about were those cow hammer boys? 
Those were the days. The better days before us. <laughs> the city's gotten so complicated so quick. It used to just be people serving human meat. <laughs> to, other hu- to other people. Mortal that meat might to mortal. still be happening here. <laughs> the times change, but do they really before even... Before that, it was only someone enslaving orphans. Yeah. It's That's just, it. It's just more the That's same. That's we started. Yeah. <laughs> At least they were eating fish then. Remember that time we were just hanging out in a mall and uh, they had like a, a small combat and, you know, there wasn't all this crazy stuff going on. Oh, the first time we had and... to put out a fire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what? Honestly, not a lot's changed, I guess. So you guys make your way through the Jigare River, kind of taking off from this point. You remember, like, the Academy had, like, a dock uh, that that was, like, an inlet. So you take off from there. You easily find, like, the rowboat that Sylvie brought in there um, when, when, like, Trinia and her escaped that you can use and you use that and Figgy and Mir kind of swim alongside. Maybe Figgy even pulls the boat. Unless it takes more than 10 minutes and then Figgy and, and Mir are going to get in the boat. What do you mean? In, oh, yeah, it's not. It's not. I only have far. it for 10 minutes yeah. of a swim speed. And you arrive at where you think Salvatore Scream lived. Uh, however, the docks around his house look far more rickety, and it looks like this like sinkhole has developed near his neighbor's house, and the entire structure of his neighbor's house has like collapsed into the sinkhole. And as you approach and maybe like tie your boat off to the dock, get on the dock, Figgy and Mir still kind of like swimming into the inlet, you see movement in the water. Oh. As Whoa. Oh, no. no, 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 no. Three more barbaric and monstrous looking Odiugs uh, surface from the waves to attack. And I think we'll continue the curse campaign uh, next time. Oh. Uh, the sewer. Eating scumbags coming up for us. <laughs> the sewers have broken open. <laughs> Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2008. Curse of the Crimson Throne and Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, and their respective logos, characters, and artwork are property of Paizo and used with permission. If you enjoy this show, consider listening to our other Pathfinder 2e show, The Hideous Laughter Podcast, and supporting us on Patreon where you can get exclusive access to our other actual play content.